0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast.
1: And Peter Sherman back with Alyssa Freeman and Kevin Godet and Rocco Rossi. And we're in the midst of topics worthy of discussion. This topic has come up earlier on this show and during the day. And this is a poll that was put out by Dart, released earlier today. And it's an interesting poll in the sense that it suggests there's been uh, a substantial shift over the course of the month of June uh between where the conservatives and liberals stand and there's even a a little bit of shift in the positive direction for the ndp i'll give you the numbers nationally conservatives are sitting at 37 percent support which is up three points from a poll on june 6th so they're holding but trudeau's liberals have 32 percent nationally that's up eight points from where they were which is the surprise and jagmeet singh's ndp is at 17 up four points from earlier this month, which I guess it must be, albeit at the uh, expense of the Greens, neither here nor there. More interesting as we drill down, most of Trudeau's bounce upwards has come in Ontario, where his party now leads the Conservatives 40 to 34, and that would be in what's described as the 905 ring. Now, the rankle here is that they don't love Trudeau that if they start looking at individual approvals for leaders, he's in the 20s somewhere, uh, down where other people who have been defeated uh, in the past have gone. So not, they haven't fallen in love with Trudeau again. They've said, we we think that maybe the Liberals might be a better take uh, as we go into this, and this is particularly in the uh, greater Toronto area. The suggestion is that these commercials that are being run by largely a group called Engage Uh, Canada, which is uh, a consortium of unions, as I understand it, saying, if you don't like Doug Ford, you sure as hell won't love uh, Andrew Scheer. Now, that's a paraphrase from me. What do we think's going on here? What do we think we're we're looking at as we are 14 weeks away from an election, the first 10 of which aren't going to matter
2: very much because they're in the middle of summer, Kevin? I think that when Justin Trudeau is... um overexposed, his numbers go down. And he's been actually a fair bit out of the spotlight the n- last number of weeks compared to what he was in the spring when when the SNC-11 been last been. scandal was killing him every day. <clears throat> so I don't think these polls matter a whole lot. Uh, I think what will be interesting to see in September after the Ritz are dropped will be um, the lights will go on. Andrew Scheer for the first time. People will pay attention trying to determine who he is. And Justin will be in the adjustment to the pr- Prime Minister. Sorry, I'm trying to be more respectful to... To the prime minister, the lights will be on him every day, and he doesn't do well because he comes across like a vapid fop when when the lights go on him. So, what's going on right now is probably a bit of an anti-Ford, uh, post-budget negative bounce uh, or depression, and I, I guess we'll see how it plays out in September.
1: Is that what it is, Alyssa? Is it an anti-Ford? Yes. Because uh, yeah. that's
2: what it, that's what the direction is from the commercials. But I don't think it's anything to do with the commercials. Well,
1: uh, you know oh, what? I, I talked it, to I John Wright. And he, John Wright, who who ran the poll, said it's the commercials. It
3: is. I think it's everything to do with those commercials, and they're being highly effective. And it's just not commercials, but there's a lot of out of home advertising too. So engaged Canada certainly used all their media platforms very effectively, and they must have a big budget to do so. I think that it's interesting, Kevin, when you say you know the spotlight will also be on Andrew Shear and that way they you know he'll be able to tell his story the problem is is that what this campaign this ford equals sheer campaign is doing is trying to cut that narrative off at the knees so that it already seeds an idea of what sheer will be like before they even sort of get the ground um get on the ground running in order to develop their own campaign messaging so that's why i think it's being very effective and the poll numbers show that
1: which leads me to say and i'll put it to you rocco that um it- if this is the case, whether we agree or disagree that Ford is causing problems for Sheer, why aren't the sheer forces, which my information tells me have more money than God to go into this campaign, why aren't they uh, presaging their own writ advertising with non-writ advertising, which means advertising now, to counter that and to profile Sheer as the guy who's going to be the great leader to take us out of the darkness? Look at
0: they—they uh, they are figuring out. I assume uh, how to manage their their budgets. I'm not sure more than more than uh, than God, uh, and they will make their spend. We saw some commercials coming out, but they need uh, they need stronger messaging and they need good retail. The to play on um, the old Alexander Keith commercials. Um, those who don't like him don't like him a lot. Uh, the the problem with the national numbers uh, is that it hides the fact uh, that in places like Alberta and Saskatchewan, the prime minister has absolutely zero, zero. chance and it's big pile up. So the battle will ultimately be Ontario and and will be your stomping grounds of the of the 905. And so, where that, where those numbers play come election day, are
1: going to be decisive. Those are my old stomping grounds. Now yep. I'm Midtown Toronto, but <laughs> so I got to be a four one six guy. But, uh, but before we go, and with a bit of a gun to all of our heads, uh, it, with fourteen weeks out and and not much noise being made, arguably between now and Labor Day. Uh, what would you forecast? Would you forecast? I'm, I'm hearing a lot of minority talk, not not particularly which in which direction, but wherever it winds up, minority, Rocco. Uh, it certainly
0: looks that way today, but we're an eternity away from election.
2: I actually think the, the Greens are going to do surprisingly well this election, despite how horrible Elizabeth May is. People are just tired of the status quo, and I think they'll be looking for a change, and they won't be willing to park their vote with the NDP to do it. And the manifestation of that will be weird vote splits that will be hard to predict province by province, region by region, um, which will drive some type of minority and some peculiarity. uh, But 14 weeks is a long time.
1: 14 weeks is a long time, but I'll put you on the spot as well, minority or not.
3: It's hard to say right now, maybe minority, yes, but I think that... Uh, we can't underestimate the power of the Greens right now. Um, you know, there was a poll that actually just came out a few days ago that said the number one issue among Canadians is climate change mm-hmm. and the environment. And I know that the th- you know the three of us have been talking about how this is started, starting to ramp up in the polls as far as a narrative is concerned, but to actually hear it confirmed so quickly, even though we did have uh, a victory out in BC, and then there was the the victory out in, in, in Prince Edward Island, um, to see how quickly that that has ramped up into the public's consciousness. So I think what I'm going to be looking for is what type of narratives are going to be continued to test, tested um, on the airwaves, uh, what they will see, what works, what doesn't, and that will that will decide of how everybody will be positioned in September. I think also to your question, um, Peter, you know, why aren't the Conservatives coming out with something now because of all this sort of, you know, Ford equals sheer rhetoric? And I think the issue is at this point, maybe they were caught on their heels, I don't know, but then on this this point, just to have one campaign that counteracts that right now in the middle of the summer when, you know, 20% of your population real is away anyways, would probably not be an effective spend of time or money. But, you know, to be sure, the Conservatives can come up with some pretty nasty narratives. So I think that that's remains to be seen.
1: Going to be interesting to see who this guy is, because, I, you know, much as I favor Conservatism uh, and would likely vote... For no other reason than to, to say I'm don't i I'm not happy with Trudeau. Uh, shear has got to establish himself as something, aside from being the de facto leader of the Conservative Party. And I still say, from my perspective, that the ballot question in most elections, and I think it is in this one, is, are you better off than you were four years ago? That's true. And I think that most people would say, no, I'm not. So the question is, becomes, okay, what are you going to do about it? Well, look, we
0: we also know the old the old cliche is correct that uh, oppositions are not voted in, governments mm. are voted out. Um, what what the opposition strives uh, to do in those circumstances is to not be so offensive that it keeps in uh, a government that people want to vote out. Um, and we'll, we'll see how they feel if, if economic things continue to go sideways, if, um, the, the China U S trade war were to, um, rear its head in a, in a bigger way, if things happen in the stock market, um, people feel greater anxiety, uh, we'll see. But right now, um,
1: you know, minority seems the best bet. Well, I think so. Okay, we're gonna take a break and when we come back, wanna talk a little bit about a leaked internal report, at least that's the way it's billed, that came out of Queens Park last week, suggesting on the part of a uh, a PCMPP that they didn't get the autism file right. I have a feeling there's a bunch of people out in their cars screaming, yeah, right now.